Refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. It is time for the Baby Whisperer and my pleasure to welcome back Natalie Ebro, our Sleep and Settle Specialist. How are you today, Natalie? I'm fantastic, thanks, Lou. Now, look, today we're talking about something and we've all heard the expression, the terrible twos and toddlerdom, you know, can be challenging in a lot of spaces. But through your line of work, obviously, you're on the front line and you're and you're um, dealing with parents, you know, day in, day out. And a lot of the feedback recently has been, why is my toddler out of control? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes... Even though being a mum of three, I wish I could go back and do things again. Yes. I think I think we know much more now and we, you know, there's, there's so many support people out there with wonderful information like Maggie Jantz and, and I just think, oh, if only I'd known this before. <laughs> so even I have those moments where I wish I knew what I know now, back when I was having my kids. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I say that every time we talk is that, geez, I wish I could go back to my kids being little. Then I think twice and go, no, actually, I don't want that at all. But, um, yes. <laughs> you know, just just the strategies and the information and the way that we understand how kids' brains work now um, yes. would have been so handy uh, when I was going through it and when my parents were going through it. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's certainly – fantastic to have this understanding and information that we've never had before that we can put in our in our toolkit. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Because as we know, they they are terrific toddlers. This is such a powerful time for exploring new skills, testing independence, developing an imagination, learning to express themselves and they are obviously getting bigger and stronger. Yeah. It's also a very rewarding and sometimes challenging time for parents as we adjust our parenting skills and they grow with the child because I vividly remember when my little ones were a baby, I'd be thinking, I can't wait for them to walk and talk, for them to, I don't have to carry them and they can tell me what's wrong. But then you realise they tell you what's wrong all the time. Yes. <laughs> and, they start winking at you and crying and using their words and telling you they're bored and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, we, we grow. Our parenting skills grow and our capacity to parent that child and the next child grows. And it's a learning time for everyone. Yeah. And despite it being a very challenging time, I think I've said to you many times, one of my favorite sayings is, your child knows what they want, but not what they need. Yes, for sure, yeah. They know what they want, but not what they need. So this is the perfect chance for us to parent the child who's not a baby anymore, where we jump and they say jump. We've got a toddler now who who requires loving limits and boundaries, and they require us to, as the adults, to nurture and guide their emotional, social, mental, spiritual, and physical growth. Yeah, they're not another little adult. They're, yes. they're a toddler who is this little sponge taking everything in and exploring all these new emotions for the first time. And it's our job to calmly guide that behaviour and that reaction and that emotion to help them deal with it, 
acknowledge acknowledge it, deal with it, process it. And for us to look beyond the behaviour. And I know that that's so it's just so stressful and hard to do when the child's throwing the wobbly on top of everything else we've got to fit into our day. We may be working, we may be childcare, we've got the stocking, we've got the bills, we've got our partner, we've got running the house. And so this little person having a meltdown just adds to that stress. Yes. But it is important that we step back and we look at the big picture of the day and try to pinpoint what has contributed to this child's behaviour and understand that is this a normal response to an event or an emotion in their day or is there something else wrong behind this behaviour? Yeah, for sure. So just as we would be a sleep detective to figure out why the child wasn't sleeping well, as parents we also need to be an emotional detective to figure out why this child is having this response at this time. Mm. And sometimes despite our best efforts, with all the advice and resources supporting us, we still experience this this behaviour that is overwhelming and starts to impact on the family and and others. So, you know, I really like to say to parents at that time, you're not failing as a parent. Your child is not necessarily naughty and they're not necessarily choosing to behave in an unacceptable way. There could be a number of reasons for this behaviour change. And so I've got some common reasons and some solutions. Fantastic. I look forward to hearing them. And, you know, it what you're saying is is completely right, that they aren't, they, you know, their prefrontal cortex isn't developed yet. And so they're processing things at a million miles an hour and discovering a lot of things for the first time. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we forget that sometimes, um, yeah. that it can be, even if it's a really positive experience, it can be overwhelming for a little person and it can come out um, later on in the day. And I liken that to, you know, when we possibly yell at our partner for the um, the socks on the bathroom floor. It's not really about the socks on the bathroom floor. It's all the things that happened, those little things that happened leading up to that. <laughs> mm. And it's really beautiful that you're conscious enough to identify that and and then be able to say that to your partner when he goes, why are you going off about socks on the floor? Yes. <laughs> and you'd be able to logically say to him, look, I'm really sorry, I've had a horrible day and that was just the last straw. But often when we're raising little children, you know, we're not just dealing with our own stress, we're dealing with a thousand other things and so it just becomes overwhelming. Yeah. It becomes overwhelming. Yeah. 100%. And it's hard to remain calm and look at it logically like that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And and then you go to bed at night thinking I'm the worst mother in the world. Yes. Because I didn't handle that properly. And yep. <laughs> mother guilt. Yeah. Yep. Mother guilt to the end, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Okay, so yep. what might be some of the reasons that, um, that our toddler has a meltdown and what can we do about it? All right, so I've got five common ones. So the first one we've talked about before and that is the noisy breather, snoring, mouth breather, yes, hot, sweating mess child, yes, which we talked about. So there could be a physical ENT, ear, and throat problem that is causing disordered sleep to this child that's actually contributing to their behaviour the next day. Yeah. So 
just a little refresher that if mum notices any noisy breathing, snoring, mouth breathing, sleep, the child sleeping in awkward positions, waking up with a startle or sitting up, they've got the black circles under their eyes the next morning, they don't want to wake up, they're cranky and irritable during the day. That child could have an ENT issue that is actually contributing to the behaviour. And so no behaviour management strategy is going to solve that problem. Yes. So that's the first one. Yeah, 100%. The second one that we, I think we've talked about, touched on a little bit before, and we might do this in more depth one day, is it, they could be reacting to a natural or an artificial feed chemical in their diet. Mm. So my general rule of thumb is to avoid the natural feed chemicals, salicylate. Amines, glutamates that can impact on behaviour and sleep. We eat seasonally. Yes. And just because that gives our bodies an ebb and a flow to these natural food chemicals. And the second point is that we need to avoid additives. Yes. So the additives, the preservatives, colours, and flavours are now in all of the healthy foods that we eat regularly, such as bread, cheese, yogurt, rice crackers, muesli bars, butter, olive oil, neurofen, panadol, children's antibiotics, bonjela, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So our little, their little bodies and our bodies are being flooded with additives that are building up in our system. And the preservative in bread, the common preservative in bread, 282, it's a number. Yeah. And Often has the same effect on behaviour as ADHD. Wow! So we cannot we cannot avoid looking into diet when we're looking at a child's behaviour to see if some food that they are eating on a regular basis is absolutely contributing to their behaviour. Yeah. I yeah. Get that. Now my favourite my favourite app at the moment is an app called Supermarket Swap. Right. And the parents, the parents can put in a food a product from the supermarket and the app will suggest um, a variation of that product that's very similar that doesn't have additives in it. That's fantastic. Supermarket swap. I love it. Yeah. And you can create a shopping list, a common shopping list and recipes and it'll give you all the ingredients. So absolutely love that. Yeah, 100%. Love it. (laughs) The next thing that parents need to consider is are they being bullied or suffering any emotional trauma? So if they're going to school or preschool, talk to the children's teachers and ask them to observe their child and who they're interacting with, but also listen to your childcare educators when they address any concerns regarding your own child's behaviour in their care, even if you may not like what they have to say or you Mm. haven't witnessed that behaviour at home. It's essential that we deal with any emotional bullying or trauma because that can have an impact on on the child's behaviour. Yeah, 100% it can, yep. Yeah, and, and that could be that mum's having a new baby, that one of the grandparents is passing away or that mum and dad are getting a divorce and you think you're, you're shielding your children from it but your children are just a mirror to your emotions and they feel your energy and they know when something's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Number four could be seek support from your child and family health nurses regarding an ages and stages development assessment. Yes. And child family, because child and family health are fantastic at giving you a sharing or a guide, if you like, on where your child sits on the normal development scale. 
So your child might be behind a little bit with verbal communication or a physical skill and that could be causing them frustration which is then impacting on their behaviour. Yeah. And they might identify something where you could get some early intervention and then that could turn your child's life around. So they might be just frustrated and require genuine support. Yeah, yeah, that's that's worth investigating as well, absolutely. And the last point, if you're not sure how to handle normal challenging toddler behaviour, normal developmental stages, normal emotional development, normal reasons for a toddler throwing a wobbly, I absolutely love the parenting podcast by Maggie Jane called Parental as Anything. Yes, yes, I have seen and that definitely. And Janet Lansbury has a podcast called Unruffled. And they are both amazing podcasts that deal with how to handle challenging toddler behaviour. Yeah. 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 Spot on that. I mean, this is this is all such gold and just just having those steps is just so helpful for parents to be able to go through that and really drill down into what it could be um, instead of us getting uh, heightened with them because that's just a vicious cycle because they feed off us and, um, you know, we are their emotional barometers. So just having those practical things to sort of break down and look at in terms of um, toddler behaviour, you know, it really can be a sanity saver if you're right in the thick of it. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, we're doing the best job that we can every day. I want mum to be kind to herself, take one day at a time and just remember that she is enough and she's doing a great job. It doesn't have to be this alone. Absolutely. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us once again on The Baby Whisperer. It's always a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Lou. That was Natalie Ebrill from Sleep and Settle Sleep Consultants. And go and check her out. Her Instagram, her Facebook pages have a wealth of information and you can reach out to work with Natalie one-on-one. You've been listening to The Baby Whisperer on The Juice.